0: episode one of Turning Tracks. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to talk about the music we love. For our first episode, we're going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite bands. They came from the 90s, are named after a gardening store in New Jersey, and were known for some of the catchiest songwriting out there. Don't worry, we aren't going to listen to Stacy's mom, but today we listen to the music of Fountains of Wind. <laughs> never gave her the
1: proper respect, but she still needs the very degree thing.
0: Hello there! This is Turning Tracks, a new music podcast from dk Here's how it works. Each episode, either Matt or myself, will pick a single band. Once the band is chosen, the person will have to pick ten tracks that they believe represent what that band or artist is all about. Those ten tracks will be discussed on the show, followed by a bonus track, which we'll play out the episodes with. Since Matt and I have pretty different tastes in music, we thought this would be an excellent opportunity to expose one another to some great music we wouldn't otherwise listen to, and well, here we are. Matt and I have been talking about video game music on our show, our other show, Waveback, for a number of years. I adore video game music, but I'm also a tremendous fan of music in general. I've spent so much energy thinking and talking about video game music, and it's been incredibly rewarding, but that's only a part of my musical appreciation. Regular music, as it were, is also a huge passion of mine, even if my actual musical knowledge is far more limited than that of my video game music knowledge. that's where this show comes in. I want to share the songs that I love, and hopefully the people who hear this at the very least will learn to appreciate what I bring to the table, and maybe even learn to love something they previously didn't. At least that's the effect I'm hoping for for myself, as, like I mentioned before, Matt knows a lot of music that isn't usually my bag, and I always love an opportunity to discover something new. Matt, do you have anything to say uh, about this entire situation before we... uh Get to work here. How you doing? All, all that jazz?
2: Uh, I'm golden. I'm, dare I say, I'm jazzed about oh. this. Sorry, sorry. Old habits die hard. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you you did a great write-up there. Uh, I, I agree with every aspect of what you said. Um, you know, for those who don't listen to The Wave Back, I'm uh, an audio engineer first, so I've done... I don't know on the order of like 2 3000 live concerts um you know I've worked with all kinds of different bands from jazz trios to you know rock quartets all the way up to 11 12 piece latin bands um you know it's it's a very interesting uh line of work to be in especially for me who absolutely loves music uh prior to hitting the record buttons Chris and I were talking and you know, sharing a little bit of our, dare I say, our fears about doing this show. And (laughs) and I had mentioned that, you know, for me, I have a very emotional connection to music. Uh, There's very particular pieces of music that uh, I feel like everyone has, can can say this too, that really pinpoint specific moments in my life, turning points, um, you know, triumphs, defeats, so, you know, so on and so forth. And for me, um, you know, that's a very important thing. And, and, as Chris, you know, pointed out, he and I kind of have pretty different, um, you know, uh, inclinations towards our our mainstay of music. So it should be very interesting. I'm I'm a big fan of talking with people who aren't like me because I like to learn and I like to I, I want to know your experience and you know how you traverse through this world. And I think personally, uh, music is such a window into who you are. Um. So for my friend Chris who I've known now I don't know quite a while and we've been doing you know uh, wave back for such a long time I think um I think he and I are going to have a very interesting look into each other <laughs> you know metaphorically um and I am just excited for that and I can't wait.
0: Uh that's a you you made a good point there of uh talking a little bit about uh I guess your credentials as it were so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk a little bit about myself. Um if you're new to this podcast, you've never listened to wave back before. I'm a, I'm a video game lunatic, but, uh, (laughs) as far as music goes, I've, um, I, I've been in, uh, several bands over the years, uh, The last one that I was in, unfortunately, we we broke up after uh, after my wedding was our last gig. And it was just because that's that's where life was taking us. We weren't breaking up for any like anger reasons or anything. But I've always been in bands with people far more talented than me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I struggle to write songs and I would write like maybe like three songs a year. And I would be in bands with, with guys that would just just effortlessly fart out amazing tunes. And uh, (laughs) uh, I'm a drummer. Uh, That's, that's what, that's what I do. I I love, I love drums and bass. Uh, I'm the only instrument I'm genuinely good at playing is drums. (laughs) Um, But I do love playing uh, other instruments as well. And I am very focused in, and I'm sure you'll, you'll learn this over the uh, coming episodes is I'm very focused on melody, which I think is one of the reasons I'm drawn to video game music as much as Mm. I am, because While I very much, I have a great appreciation for lyrics, obviously. Uh, Lyrics are, are super cool, but I have way more of a connection to the melodic aspects of songs than the lyrics. So there are lots of songs in the world that I don't. I don't even know the lyrics that I've listened to a song hundreds of times and I still don't have <laughs> lyrics memorized because I'm just yeah. not paying attention. I don't, I don't care. Uh, sometimes a lot of times I do care what, what people have to say. A lot of times uh, the lyrics don't make any sense to me and I don't care. Or I just straight up dislike the lyrics and I don't care. <laughs> like um, uh, there's a very catchy song by live called freaks. Mm. I, I think the lyrics in that song are terrible. But I love that <laughs> song. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's, That's me. Uh, That's kind of me in a nutshell. So um, for our first episode, we're going to talk about Fountains of Wayne. Uh, Fountains of Wayne is a a very important band to me. And I figured there was no better band to sum up my musical taste than Fountains of Wayne. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about the band. Fountains of Wayne was formed in 1995 by Chris Collingwood and Adam Schlesinger, who were joined by Jody Porter and Brian Young to fill out the band in 1997. They got their name from a gardening store called Fountains of Wayne <laughs> in Wayne, New Jersey, and I used hey. to drive past Fountains of Wayne uh with my uh, to get to my girlfriend who is now my wife 's house. She lived in Wayne, and I would drive past Fountains of Wayne all the time
2: that's so cool. uh
0: The band released five studio albums and one B sides collection as well as numerous singles and other effluvia (laughs) Chris Chris was on vocals and guitar primarily speaking a lot of everybody did a lot of different things but primarily speaking Chris was on uh, vocals and guitar Adam was primarily on bass Jody handled lead guitar and Brian was on drums it's my understanding that Adam and Chris did the bulk of the songwriting with Adam in particular having quite a career writing all manner of music for various TV shows like my crazy ex-girlfriend and the Academy Award nominated that thing you do which is also Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies Uh, The band enjoyed some of their most public success with their hit song, "Stacy's Mom, which is indeed a song that I love, but it Mm. isn't anywhere near the best of what was on that particular album, in my personal opinion. The band unfortunately broke up in 2013, and Schlesinger passed away in 2020 from COVID Mm. complications, which absolutely broke my heart they briefly reunited for the new jersey pandemic relief with sharon van etten playing bass for adam but that's as far as i know the end of the fountains of wayne story Ah. so um that's usually the point in the show where we'll talk about our personal histories um i guess i'll ask you matt do you have any familiarity or personal history with fountains of wayne
2: um i mean apart from stacy's mom not really um now, Chris, you remember how we had a conversation just before this about our fears and anxieties about presenting things that we love to other people and hoping that they just don't, you know, pull them out of the air, step on them and kick them to the curb. Uh-huh. So when Fountains of Wayne uh, hit the scene, right, 95, uh, excuse me, 97, I was a mm-hmm. uh, junior, senior in high school and I had um, uh, two friends in my homeroom, Mike and regina and they were like the best of friends they were really like awesome dudes and dudettes um but they were very big fans of fountains of wayne Hmm. and as well as like everclear too um and then like that was the first time i'd ever heard the name and then more people started talking about fountains of wayne now me being the angry you know 17 18 year old i was i was like that sounds like lame stuff i'm not i don't want to listen to that shit i need (laughs) i need like Metal. I need heavy metal, and I, the heavier the better. The faster the punk. You know what I mean? Like, so I was I was very you know, I was very in my uh, angsty phase then. <laughs> so for me, for a long time, if someone said the name Fountains of Wayne, I always had this kind of very snobbish attitude. Oh, you listen to Fountains of Wayne? Now here's the ignorance of it. I never heard a single track. Right? Fountain, what? When did Stacy's mom come out? Like,
0: God, I don't even remember.
2: Well, like 2010, maybe.
0: Uh, Stacy's mom was on their third album, I think. Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Oh, look at that. So I had heard that song and I was like, Puh, I was right. You know what I mean? Like, Bleh. um, and that's just the ign- ignorance and arrogance of it. Right. So for a very, very long time, I had this kind of mental impression that, you know, Fountains of Wayne was like, hmm. Not my band. You know what I mean? So when you told me that your first pick was Fountains Away, and I was like, awesome. I, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to maybe be proven wrong. You know what I mean? So that's about it. Like I said, it's Stacy's Mom's the only song I've ever heard by them that I can remember. Perhaps they ended up on a soundtrack of some sort, like, you know, with all those, like, angsty teen movies. Like, uh... If you... J-
0: well, I mean, obviously, if you've seen the movie That Thing You Do, then... Uh, I, you- I
2: have... You know what? I have not... Really? Oh, I, it's going to change, though. I, it's, it's a movie it's,
0: where the drummer gets the girl. So, I
3: mean, <laughs> oh, so it's so me. clearly it's a fiction.
2: <laughs> um, no, it's it's certainly on my short to do list. It's it's there. It's
0: a it's a wonderful movie about uh, one hit wonders. I, I love it. But um, yeah. Okay, so that's that, that's, that's my a, history. There you go. Well, <laughs> my history is uh, all right. So transport back in time to uh, the, the 1997 era. Now, if you are a younger listener, you uh,
3: <laughs> it was a very, oh,
0: no. it was a very, very different time. Um, a lot of music was easily, most easily discovered by either hearing it on the radio or catching music videos on uh, mm. tele- various <laughs> television networks. There was, now this is gonna, I'm going to take you on a, a short trip here. There was a, a song there was a local channel by us called the Jukebox Network. I don't know if you had this up by up by you or, or no, wherever. Um, new to me. So the Jukebox, which was later just called the Box, uh, it was basically a music video jukebox channel. And you would Wait. call you would call a one eight hundred number or a one nine hundred number, I think, uh, and you would enter the three digit code for this the music video that you wanted to play, and then it would play it on this channel.
2: So Actually. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I had the. It was when I fell into it. It was called the box. By the time I I had found it, wow, okay, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it used to be called jukebox. That's video
2: video jukebox.
0: Yeah, video jukebox, and um, so yeah, that's how it would work. You would uh, whatever your local station was, it would play for everybody. It was you turn to that channel, and there'd usually be a music video playing because people would call in to see the videos that they like all the time. Now, I also watched MTV and VH1 and and got I love discovering new music and there was this song that came on once where I was at my friend Joe's house we were going for some bike ride somewhere and we stopped to grab Joe and we were in his room and the song came on and I really liked it and I was like oh boy I should remember what this is uh that's fine I'll catch it the next time the video comes on and then the video never came on I had it stuck I had it stuck in my head I, I knew it. I didn't know what the lyrics were. I just had the very basic melody stuck in my head for years. It was, it was years. I never saw this music video again and it was a cautionary tale. The next time, (laughs) the next time a song comes on that I really like, I need to remember what it is.
3: Now a fun
0: side story before we actually get the fountains of Wayne, because the song wasn't fountains of Wayne. Uh, the song was, uh, There was a a computer music program called Impulse Tracker. It was a music tracking program. That's where I used to love writing music on. uh, Basically writing my own video game music type stuff. Um, And one of the earliest things I did on it once I learned how to use the program was I basically composed what I thought I remembered this song sounding like so I could play it for my friends and be like, do you know what this song is? And uh, I played it for everybody that would ever come to my house and nobody recognized the song at all. One day I'm a drama geek and we're in high school and we go on a trip to New York city to see the Titanic musical of all things. Wow, and, okay. um, we stopped at hard rock cafe to have lunch and I'm at the table with my friend Gina and, uh, somebody else. I can't remember who else is at the table, but me and Gina are sitting there eating lunch and all of a sudden Gina looks up at me and she's like, Chris, it's your song. I was like, what? And I stopped and listened. Holy shit, they're playing my song. It's the song that I've been trying to find for years. It's playing in this restaurant right now. What the hell are we listening to? So I flagged down the waiter. I'm like, what is this song? What's playing right now? I've been looking for it for years. It's like, I don't know. I don't think I've heard this one before. Look at the screen. And the screen didn't have anything on it. Usually the screen's showing whatever is playing, but this for some reason this one it wasn't. So I go and I run to find the manager and I'm like, You gotta tell me what song is playing and by then the this song was over. He's like, Oh, let me go uh. look at the playlist. So he backs it up and was like, song is like, the song's called You by Camus? Okay. So he wrote it down for me and I was like, I have the song. I now have the song. It was actually Camus, uh named after, you know, that Albert uh, yeah, Albert Camus. Yeah. Um so I finally had the name of the song and then I went to a record store in the, uh, the shore mall that doesn't even exist anymore. And <laughs> the guy had no idea how to find the record. We eventually found it orderable. Like we looked through microfiche to find this album. <laughs> My God. Uh, and I eventually got the CD and it was very good. And now I know that song. Who by Camu. It's a great song.
2: Who uh, by Camu. <laughs> yes.
0: Right. Weird. Uh, but that's how that, that, that happened. Now fountains of Wayne. I had a similar situation happen. I tried to take note of the song when I heard I saw the music video which the music video for the first song that I had heard of them was uh, Radiation Vibe and the music video was Twilight Zone themed and it was just the coolest darn thing uh, and I couldn't remember what the song was and I was trying to remember it as quick as possible and the next day in school I actually went to my friend Gina I was like alright I got this song I don't want to lose it like that other one and I hummed her the first few bars and she was like that's Radiation Vibe by Fountains of Wayne I was like yes so always remember <laughs> the songs that you hear in case you can never hear them again. Now we live in the age of the internet. So,
2: and Spotify, not Spotify, um, Shazam.
0: Exactly. Shazam. And I, I
2: Shazam everything, by the way,
0: that's a good habit to get into. It's a yeah. very good habit to be in. Yeah. So that's I ever since it was the first, this was uh their, their self-titled first album was the first CD I ever bought. Mm. Um, that was my first, uh, album on cd and it's to this day one of my favorite albums of all time i recently got it on vinyl for its anniversary release and i listen to this record a lot it's just it's just amazing but um let's get started properly here now that i just are out of the way um (laughs) the episode opened with a song called the summer place which is from their final album sky full of holes uh so that's what you heard to, to kick off the episode, but to really listen properly, we are going to start off with the first song that I ever heard by them. And one of my favorite songs ever written by anyone of all time, <laughs> Radi- radiation five. Um, I couldn't tell you for sure what this song's really about. All I know is that it makes me very happy. And I think it's an extraordinarily catchy tune. Um, it's it, it's, a, it's the kind of song that I never skip When it turns on, I just never skip And it does have a really, really, really awesome music video attached to it But uh, let's get started Here is Radiation Vibe by Fountains of Wayne One of my absolute favorite songs ever Enjoy
1: Are you alone?
0: of wayne one of my absolute favorite songs ever written i cannot be sad while listening to that tune it's the uh i've we've talked uh, before on our previous show about bass lines and this isn't a complicated one but it's it it, the way the bass notes change during the chorus just hit me that was what really connected me to this song when they it's a it's a radiation vibe i'm grooving on when the the, the way the bass notes change during that exact riff uh just hit me right in the heart it's like oh my it's joy it's joy <laughs> and it's a uh, don't it make you want to get some sun and uh it, it's just it's just happiness happiness incarnate it's such a, a weird tune with all the like things whatever that noise is that's going through most of the the verses but god that the way everything connects together and it just it just makes me so happy so talk to Uh, me matt
2: (laughs) so to you're saying the chicka chicka that's basically like a palm muted uh you know stroke not stroke you know like a palm muting riff with Mm -hmm. um it sounds like a a wah or a flange of some kind, maybe a combination of the two
0: Yeah, in the second verse. It's a wah pedal. Uh, the, the, this, the set in the beginning of the song, it's, it's one thing. And then in the second verse, they add the wah pedal to it. And I know this because I saw them do it live. Uh, but I don't know what the, the, the actual sound is. The first one sound sounds about right. What you're talking about.
2: It's I'm listening to it. It's basically, um, actually it might be some kind of ring modulator, but that's not what we're here for. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, you know, this is a really great song and when when they got to the Shine On, Shine On, it it uh, ticked uh something in the back of my the deep recesses of my brain and I remember this song. I remember that specific part. Shine on, shine on, shine on Yeah,
0: this was their first rate, like their first radio hit, their first single. Like it, it didn't get as big a- as Stacy's mom, obviously, but well, this song's yeah, been
2: out of there. Of course. No, this this must have been what I heard way back when or something, because it's it's there in the recesses of my brain. Um, (laughs) This is really good. You know, this is a really great piece of music. Uh, I really appreciate his voice, actually. Like, the ending where he's holding that note, he's got (laughs) got that, like, kind of grunge, you know, gravelly. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how to call it. Like, you know, as we get deeper into the episodes and stuff, and I, I bring around you know some of the bands that i really uh, vibe with you know i i kind of have similar you know front men and stuff um it is this is a really great piece of music i can totally see like this kind this kind of has the chris imprint <laughs> right, on it right? like it, it, it's it, definitely it, me all the all the earmarks of uh, like chris will like this um <laughs> and and i don't say that in negative negatively i'm i'm smiling ear to ear while i say that um a lot you of know, major chords, a lot of happy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You and I have been friends now for quite a while. We, you know, and and not just as co-hosts uh, and a surface level friendship. We talk, you know, when we do get together, we, we talk about deeper things and stuff like that. So I like to believe that you and I have, you know, a, a, a good bond. So I say that this has ear, <laughs> uh, the earmarkings of Chris in an absolutely loving sort of way. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the mix is great. Right. Just from an engineer's point of view, the mix is great. I think it's, you know, the vocals or the lyrics and the vocals sit uh, right on top, you know, because I feel like for this kind of music, it's that's really, really more the focal point. Fountains of Wayne never struck me as a band that was maybe perhaps like guitars first. Like sometimes you think of um, like or I should say. I'm thinking of contemporaries like Nirvana and stuff, and and they kind of I don't want to say they buried Kurt's vocals, but his vocals were not always front and center. Mm-hmm. I think more they, they let more like the drums and the guitars do kind of the talking, things like that, so to speak. Um so you know, certainly like everything that's on quote unquote tape is intentional. So uh having the 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 vocals sit on top, it's 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 nice and clean and crisp. Uh, you know, it's a feel good vibe. As you pointed out, apparently it's a radiation vibe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I I think I got like from the opening lyrics, I kind of got the idea that maybe, and I I, I say this about all the songs from the nineties, maybe it was about heroin. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) I went in doubt. It's about heroin. Um, But that aside, I mean, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm, I like this. And again, like I said, it kind of pings a little something in the back of my brain that I remember it. But of course, like I said before, at the time I'm, I wasn't interested in this. You know what I mean? I I didn't want... This is too happy for me. (laughs) Even though the (laughs) lyrics were probably very dark, and I probably would have liked it if I'd given it a chance, but I digress.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Let's uh, move on to the next track, which is heartbreakingly the only other track off of their self-titled album. It was so hard for me to pick 10 songs from this band, Uh, especially because I like pretty much every song on every record. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't wind up going with anything off of the B-Sides album, which is such a shame because that's got so many great songs on it. Um, but I couldn't skip this one. This is the song that comes after Radiation Vibe." So Radiation Vibe" is not just their first single. It's the first song on their first record. And then I remember buying the record. The, 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 the good times of like, you hear a single and then you get the album and you're like, alright, what's the rest of their stuff like? Wow. that's always such a, a fun exploration of like, all right, is this, is it just this one song I like, or is, is it all going to go downhill from here?
2: We have such different experiences. I swear <laughs> <laughs> to, to your point, right? I made it a rule because I feel like I had been burnt a handful of times where I was like, that single's great. I want this record. And I would go get it and I would listen. And I'd be like, this stinks. This whole record stinks. Right. <laughs> and then I adopted a, three singles if they're good I'll buy the record. And then the crazy part was I wouldn't listen to the record. It took me like 10 15 years later to when like I matured enough to kind of go, "Oh, everything on the radio stinks. Let me let me look through my back catalog and start really listening to to albums through and through." For me to really listen to all this stuff that I had purchased. I I I don't I don't know who let me you know, make these decisions, <laughs> but they, they really need to be have a stern talking to or something. Oh
0: man, we would have we would all go to Best Buy to get our 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 CDs together and like we would go to Best Buy and then we would listen to them on the way home and just be like, Alright, mm. let's see what this band has to offer. Let's see how this how this goes. And uh this one in particular was This is one of those big reliefs for me because I loved Radiation Vibes so very much. And then this is called Sink to the Bottom. This is the second song on the album. And I believe the second single they released off this album too. Um, And it's so flippin' good. (laughs) It is not a complicated song. It is just pure catchiness and awesomeness. (laughs) I love it to death. So uh, here is off their self-titled first album, Sink to the Bottom. Enjoy
1: i wanna sink to the bottom with you i wanna sink to the bottom with you the ocean is big and blue i just wanna sink to the bottom
0: by your initial reaction i take it you've heard this before
2: <laughs> yep yeah i have i mean it's kind of hard to forget you know lyrics only i want to sing to the bottom with you and then of course the r- repetitive nature of them um yeah this instantaneously took me back to junior senior year of high school i i i don't i don't know that i remember the video but i feel like it's it's impressed somewhere in my brain they were like
0: doing ice fishing in a sewer, sewer hole in New York was what the
2: video was. <laughs> I definitely don't remember that. Um, let me see. I, you know, I had a friend uh, from my teens into my 20s. Uh, he always had cable, and I, I, never, I did it until I was like almost 30. Um, so we would just, when MTV did play videos, we would just leave MTV on all day. And we'd hang out and you know do other things and you know BS and whatnot. But MTV was always on, so I'm a hundred percent positive, you know that's where I caught this. And um, get, that's another great track. I mean, some of my favorite parts of this are like the ending where it's the chorus. I want to sink to the bottom with you. But then there's the underneath of like the chorus of it being, you know, syncopated. So it's I want to sink. To the bottom with you Sink and then sing to, to the, the bottom, bottom. Yeah. right? Yeah, R- right. It's like you know, taking some of the stuff that's come before it, musically speaking, mm-hmm. and just applying it. You know, it's music is really at this point just recycled of what you heard before and, and your influences, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really good track. I, it's such
0: a simple song. It's there's yeah, there's so there's just not much to it, and but it's it's so effective, and that's that's part of one of the things that I I've always been, I guess, a little uh, uh, what's the not, not less than confident about it in my my musical taste is that I like really simple songs. It doesn't have to be complicated for it to be good, right? And um, that that's that's a that is a trap that a lot of people I've been in bands with have fallen into is like writing consistently more and more complex music at the expense of writing um, just sometimes something that's simple, but very effective. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've always been a very big fan of uh, bands that can rein in the complexity aspect of it instead of writing things that are complicated for the sake of being complicated, just writing the songs that feel good and uh, you know, (laughs) Cars on the highway, planes in the air. Like, it's, it's, it's elementary. That's that's where (laughs) they are. Writing right there, but it's, (laughs) it just doesn't matter. It's so fun to, to, to listen to. Um, and i i, I love the, the the simple harmonies uh that was another part of radiation five i forgot to mention the the harmonies during the 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 chorus really really work for yeah. me and i'm always always a big fan of uh harmonizing in bands i love it when uh when bands get really good vocal harmonies going is just hmm, good times so
2: oh absolutely i i agree with you um ex- yeah everything you just said right like simplicity sometimes it doesn't need to be overly complex, Dragon Force. I mean, you can <laughs> um you could just write you know, a simple song that just catches people's attention, dream theater and just like really, you know, just hit them in the feels, rush. Um so, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, look, I I'm We'll we'll get to them eventually, but I'm I'm a big fan of uh early nine inch nails. My wife is a huge, mm. huge Nine Inch Nails fan. I love early Nine Inch Nails stuff and like the this the song that whenever whenever somebody mentions the band Nine Inch Nails, the first song that comes to my head is Head Like a Hole. And that's yes. not a complicated song. No. It just freaking works. Yes. <laughs> right? Like it just it just works. Like it's the same four lines said over and over again during that chorus and every single time it freaking works and that oh, yeah. I, I just i love that kind of music so
2: sure it's but, uh, you know why because it gets stuck in your head so quick you learn the lyrics in the matter of a listen or two and you're like yep got it let's go yeah. i'm ready and to And sometimes I,
0: I really like it in far as far as like learning the the complexities of things and the more you listen to it the more you learn about it but there's also something to be said for just like i understand this song now i can just enjoy it um and yes dad I, I, I like that a lot about Fountains of Way. Not that they don't have their their complicated pieces too, but uh, most of what we're we're going to listen to today is just uh, the stuff that I felt summed up the band. So, moving on to our next track, uh, we're on to their second album, which is called Utopia Parkway. Um, this album I had kind of a weird love-hate relationship with when it first uh-huh. came out because you know, their first album is still one of my favorite albums ever, so this is what came next, and I thought it was Very good, but I didn't love it. Mm
2: -hmm. I have
0: since learned to absolutely love this album. Uh, In fact, I made a a comment on a a couple of my friends are Big Fountains of Wayne fans too, and uh, I made a comment that I had gotten this on vinyl recently, and that it was probably my least favorite album of theirs. And they're like, "What are you crazy? This album is amazing!" And I was like, "Okay, it's very good, but like, even just saying it's my least." I love all of their albums. Like, their other albums are all, like, amazing. So, like, saying this is my least favorite, is like saying it's my least favorite Marvel movie. I love them all. But uh, (laughs) going back and listening to this one now, I have such more of appreciation for it, uh, and it really is an astonishing album, top to bottom. Uh, The two tracks I picked from this, again, were really hard. Uh, The first one is a little bit, is is far more stylistically in line with their first album, and the second one off of this is... very indicative of the time that this album came out so mm-hmm. uh, the first track is another somewhat goofy tune uh, you know because there's there's been a slightly goofy twang to everything thus far uh, which is not the, always their their MO but uh this is a very fun song it's called red dragon tattoo uh and it's about somebody getting a tattoo to impress a girl uh, at least as far as i can tell (laughs) and i just love it and it's somebody who should not be getting a tattoo of course (laughs) it always is uh this is a wonderful song uh so here it is red dragon tattoo by fountains of Wayne, off of utopia parkway enjoy Congratulatory applause for him being brave enough with his photo of Easy Rider to get his Red Dragon tattoo. I, <laughs> I, love, I, I know I talk a lot about being a, a melody guy, but I really like the lyrics in this one. They're so so clever. The "I'm fit to be died," "Am I fit to
2: have you?" Like, come on, <laughs> this is so great. Oh, I love this track. Um. It's it's another one in this... So, I, the general vibe I'm getting so far is fairly easygoing. Um, you know, kind of poppy. Definitely upbeat. Um, a bright, you know, sound. Um, but I think, uh, you know, like the time that this was uh, made, mm-hmm. the lyrical content is a little different from the shiny veneer of the overall package, which is always fun, personally. Mm-hmm. We used to joke, me and my friend, about... Uh, punk bands in the late 90s and early 2000s. It was West Coast punk, the sound was happy, but the lyrics were dark, and then East Coast punk, the sound was dark, but the lyrics were happy, you know? Um, but uh, but at any rate, you know, this is good. Uh, I like any shout-out to a place I live near, so the N train to Coney Island is uh-huh. pretty close to my heart because where I live, I live at the um, the first or last, depending on how you look at it, stop at the D train, which uh, terminates in Coney Island as well. Huh. So, you know, I can I can envision taking that ride to Coney Island to get a tattooed and, and you know, impress some girl if I was, like, 17. <laughs> you know, like, I, I get it, man. I'm with you. Um, I really, really like the keyboard showing up. Oh, kind of yeah. that, that little pre... I don't know if it's a pre-chorus part or what have you, where it just kind of one note strikes, and then later it comes back as, like, the synthy solo lead for a moment. That mm. was that was cool. Like I like little unexpected things like that. Um the the kind of ad lib of um the band clapping, you know, oh, to give... I
0: love a good a good clap in a song is yes. always uh, it Ab- adds so yeah. much.
2: There's such a level of depth to it and it's so simple. You get like four guys in a room clapping at this quote unquote same time. It's not really the same time and you get that non quantized, you know, human feeling and it gives a it gives a an extra level of oomph to the piece of music, it's its fantastic. And then, of course, they stuck around to pat themselves on the back of the end with the <laughs> clapping. So, yeah. you know, its I appreciate a bit of tongue-in-cheek. I appreciate bands that don't take themselves so seriously. <laughs> you know, I think um, at some point I'm going to – one of the bands or one of the musicians I'm going to bring around is, um, you know, a, a very talented musician. Like, the music is, you know – Serious, But the lyrical content is just absolutely not. So, you know, we'll get to see a little of that, too, and, and my appreciation of it. But this was another good track.
0: Nice. Yeah, I really do like so many of the, the lyrics. Obviously, it's a very a catchy tune. Um, yeah. So this this album starts off with a track called Utopia Parkway, which is very slow and... It was such a big change from the way the first album kicked off with, with Radiation 5 that I was kind of let down. But then this song follows it up, and I was like, all right, this is what I'm talking about. And then mm. the third track is Denise, which was their first single off of this uh, album, which is also a very good song. Uh, didn't didn't quite make my cut for the episode, but it's, it's a very good song. And, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love the, the rhyme of uh, with the money I saved going to get me engraved, <laughs>
2: yeah i heard that and i was like did he say engraved and then that brought up all kinds of trends from the late 90s early 2000s of being branded and having <laughs> implants put under your skin and i'm like ah oh, man i just i went somewhere <laughs> yeah really went somewhere
0: all right so the the second song i picked off of this one was uh when i first heard this album this is the one that stuck out to me as uh my favorite song it's probably the most uh I don't know, I guess emo of all of the songs on the track, <laughs> uh, on the album. Uh, but it's, it's indicative of another aspect of this band. And I, I just couldn't skip this one again. It was hard to pick, uh, because there's so many good songs in this album, but this song's called troubled times. And, uh, musically speaking, you're going to hear a lot of things that are very, very of this time. Um, like this is mid nineties. So you've got like drum samples and things happening, but, uh, it's a I think it's a very sweet song about two people that just can't get their shit together like they clearly like one another, uh. but they they just don't match up at the same time right uh and well i just <clears throat> i think it's an extremely catchy song and it 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 just it fills me with feelings every time that I hear it so <laughs> uh um i've often i've often referred to the music i like as wuss rock so um, <laughs> oh, no uh, I, I guess i don't know take take that for what you will i unabashedly love this song and i'm just gonna you know stand here and be like yes i do absolutely love this song it is super catchy it's it's wonderful um it is a little uh corny but i don't care this is troubled times by founds of wayne enjoy <laughs>
1: you think you found something worth holding on to we reaching for attention hoping she would notice you collecting bottles and thrown away cans like she was returnable one day would refill your hands how she loved you all you
0: specific time in my life i think i the reason i fell for this song so so thoroughly was that it was it just seemed like it was about me i i was such a goober in high school i fell in love with a different girl every week and i just was obsessed with being in love and this was such a, a a hopeful take on that kind of situation of somebody who's just like I'm totally nuts about this girl and wouldn't it be great if it turned out she loved me too kind of a thing. And and the track is, I think the word I'm looking for is overproduced. I think that the, the core of it is such a, such a beautiful melody, such a, a pretty piece of music, but it's got a lot of, um it's got a lot of stuff going on, but towards the end of the song when uh, it's, it's kind of repeating the chorus and the the it's like an organ or something is coming in and playing all these other kind of complementary notes. It gets very very full and it, it's it's a lot of things happening at once that are all coming together very very beautifully. And uh, this this song just just gets me right in the heartstrings every time. So there, that's what I had to say about that.
2: One. <laughs> um. So this is the song that I thought "Fountains of Wayne" in my head. A band named Fountains of Wayne, this is what they sounded like. You know what I mean? Like, every track was just like this. That's what <laughs> I thought. Um, and so, you know, I'm happy to to report that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that being said, yeah. I mean, the message of the song is clear. I can absolutely – I can put myself in your shoes too. I think every one of us had that um, – you know, your your hormones are kicking in, hairs appearing in places it wasn't before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your, your body feels weird. You're just looking in the mirror every day and you are different, you know, than the night before. And, you know, the girls are changing and everything's, you know, you're transitioning into that part of your life, right? And uh, I can certainly tell you in high school that, you know, I think by like sophomore year, I was like in love with every single, you know, girl I saw and the next one was prettier than the last and blah 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 and um i can certainly listen to these lyrics and say you know i've been kind of in a in a bad relationship or a, a bad situation with someone and you know you you really want to make it work and uh you know i i can i can hear the hope in it you know the the lyrics and stuff and i could absolutely sit there too and say like that song was written for me you know what I mean, but I think it's a it's a generic human thing. I think we all go through bad times, and that's that goes back to my original point, which is why I have such an emotional connection to music. Like we all go through, you know, highs and lows, and there's something out there for everyone musically, in my opinion. Just the way some people like, you know, I, I watch The Office for the twelfth time. It's my comfort show, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But this is certainly that song where I can absolutely sit there and go, yeah, you know, if I heard this back then, maybe, or I I should say, if I gave this the time of day back then, (laughs) you know, the message would be clear. Maybe the music wouldn't have uh, rang any bells for me per se at the time. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, definitely now. uh, I I understand what you're saying. It's a little overproduced. Um, It is indicative of some of the stuff at the time because I feel like this gives me like Toad the Wet Sprocket vibes oh yeah yeah okay um and and kind of other bands of of that um i don't know that tribe that caliber whatever you want to call it um and you know not to not to insult anyone there, just just kind of pointing that out like hey that's you know it's got a, a very reminiscent vibe of some of like the slower more melancholy stuff that may have been mm-hmm. coming out of the time um it's good i i will say it's not necessarily my favorite so far and I don't know. Maybe if it, if I if it came on the radio or or you know in a playlist or something, I might skip it because I feel like some songs that are melancholy that I don't know hit the core a little too on the nose. You know, like if I'm in a good mood and I'm I'm like you know bopping around whatever. I, I don't know. I, this might actually take me down and be like, huh. And now the rest of my day is like, damn, I shouldn't have listened to that song. It's really brought me. <laughs> it's really brought me down. You know. Um, but I mean, otherwise again, it's it's a good good song. the lyrics are you know i I appreciate his writing or or their writing, I should say. um it's good stuff
0: awesome uh, I'm I'm glad you didn't hate it
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't I don't know that i'm uh, like truth truth be told. I don't know that there's anything out there that I'm gonna outright go. I hate it like I, <laughs> and and like I hate it there's I think there's two songs that have been written that I would love to remove. From the catalogue of music. But I, I won't go into that. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe down the line we'll talk about that. We'll have an episode of Songs We Hate and we'll torture ourselves by putting them on and for wow. your enjoyment. <laughs> that
0: sounds like a fun episode. All right, <laughs> you say
2: fun, I say awful. Yeah, we'll whatever. Go.
0: <laughs> we've got a lot of ground to cover here, so yeah. let's let's keep this this moving. This is uh the first track, this another one, this whole album, this is the album that has Stacy's mom on it. And when I tell you that this album is full of just top tier music uh it was really hard to choose from this this track i waffled around on a bit uh i eventually landed on it because i just i there's some really good lyrics in this song and it's just such a it shows um how the band had matured to this point so this is their third album uh called welcome interstate managers and this track is called no better place and it absolutely rules so enjoy
1: Just the same And it's running back and forth inside your mind Just how that sound defined you Dressed you up, painted on your face Now you're leaving New York Be wrapped around your pillow like a python And the night time's wrapped around you will it be until it drops you on the dawn From the sea train to the shiny tower Kicked around till happy hour found you Where you can drink that smirk right off your face now you're leaving New York For an open place Here's your reflection In a building uptown A coast inside some madness An avenue display. Like water of the bridges You're slowly passing by As so you sail between the rooftops And the sky Miss you every day.
0: No better place. Uh so Welcome Interstate Managers by Founds of Wayne. And um, The thing <laughs> the spot in this song that convinced me to add it to the the to, to, to this list for this episode was the lyric. It may be the whiskey talking, but the whiskey says I miss you every day. I, I love that freaking line so much. Uh, I, I I just I I think it's such a an interesting tune. It's, it's so at this point it's it's so out of the realm of their like typical catchy stuff like when you when i bought this record because uh you know it was the new fountains of wayne and you know stacy's mom was this catchy song like it, as as a rock song it's just so far removed from that level of pop catchiness but it still really resonated with me i i, I think it's got a really cool uh cool hook to it and uh, i think it's a an awesome song and i think James Eha from Smashing Pumpkins was involved in this song in some way but i'm not 100% positive on that.
2: Oh all right. Um yeah, this is a little outside of kind of what i've heard so far. Um but i think that's a good thing. I think all bands should really evolve. Um some bands, in my opinion, just don't have it in them. Like they do one thing really well, and they just kind of, you know, ride until the wheels fall off. Um, and that works for some. And then I think bands like this, um, I think they should be allowed to evolve and and kind of, um, you know, get a little weird or or you know do something a little left of center and stuff like that. Um, this is super catchy too uh i think it's for me i think it's actually the guitar playing that the the guitar licks and stuff that are pretty mesmerizing in a way and that's mm-hmm. like the only word that i could think of
0: that's a very good word for this song is mesmerizing yeah
2: yeah um a lot of complimentary stuff the the lyrical melody um the the pitch of his voice they they complement the guitars and the guitars vice versa um it's good. And and yeah, that line about it might be the whiskey talking. That's, I mean, like, come on. That's, <laughs> come on. You're lying. You're lying to yourself if you if you disagree with us. That's a good line. That's a really <laughs> yeah, that's, good line.
0: That's a solid lyric right there. Yeah. Uh,
2: how many times have you drunk texted or dialed or, you know, an X or something? Like, come on now. So, yeah, it's good. I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Awesome.
0: All right. So this next track uh, is... Um, I gotta gonna take things down a few notches. It's a bit of a slower tune. Uh not really slower, just a a much prettier song. Um this is uh it's called Valley Winter Song and I believe this made a made an appearance on the show Scrubs. In fact a couple of uh Fountains of Wayne songs did make an appearance on Scrubs. Uh this is just a really well written, uh pretty song. So huh. it it kinda shows off this aspect of what Fountains of Wayne was capable of. I think it does so with uh, with gusto. So here's Valley Winter Song from Welcome Interstate Managers. Enjoy.
1: So bad, you know the summer's coming soon, though the interstate is choking under salt and dirty sand, and it seems the sun is hiding from the moon. Your daddy told you when you were a girl, the kind of things that come to those who wait, so give it a rest, girl Take a deep breath, girl Meet me at the base State Tonight and The snow is coming down On our The windows pin it shut. Remember New York staring outside as reckless winter made its way from Staten Island to the Upper West Side, widening out our streets along the way. And the snow is coming down on our new England. <laughs> And it's been falling all day long What else is new? What can I do? Let's sing this valley winter song I wrote for you
0: song <laughs> it's very very pretty very uh low energy uh just a really cool chill song that i think just has some really nice lyrics and it's it's uh just a very pretty piece of music and i think of all the um all the tracks that they have done like this this kind of sums it up i feel like this one sums it up best uh found of wayne has a couple of and their later albums, a couple of just straight up country songs. Uh, and I am not a fan of country. Mm -hmm. This kind of leans into a little bit of that sensibility and I think pulls it off nicely. And what's, what's crazy. I didn't want to include either of those songs because as much as I like them, they're, uh, yeah, you know, they're not of the my upper pantheon of things that I think you should really listen to when getting to learn, getting to know this band. But even the country songs that they did, I think, are very good. Um, so go figure. But yeah, that's that's Valley Winter song. I like this. It's a very, it has a very cold, wintry feeling to it, and uh, I think it's very successful.
2: Yeah, I think they nailed that one on the head. Um, I like in the chorus they kind of do like the uh, the the deep toms and the. Uh, what do you call it like a oh my god like a tambourine almost just mm-hmm. to kind of accentuate that fourth note um it's it's cool i i like the idea like you know they're they're new jersey band and they sing about new york sometimes you know whether it's intentional or it just fits the rhyme scheme so i appreciate that you know uh, they were I they were definitely
0: side. new yorkers um I, I mean obviously the the band was named after the Jer- jersey but i believe they were a new york
2: based Oh, okay. Well, then, you know, even more to it then, right? Um Yeah, the the lyrical melodies are very interesting. I I find sometimes I pay more attention to that or, you know, that's what I gravitate towards first and then as you learn the lyrics, the lyrics come into play, but the melodies are are nice and hooky, you know, they like like I don't remember the lyrics of what we just heard, but I can I'm still my brain is still kind of humming the melody. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing.
0: All right. uh, Well, I can't I could not possibly do welcome interstate managers and not play this song because this is another one of just my favorite songs ever. It's uh, it's another pretty simple one. It's extremely catchy. Uh, It's just a wonderful song uh, about a girl named Julie and how she makes this guy's life better. At least again, this is my guess based on the lyrics. I think it's pretty straightforward, but you know. Who knows? This is Hey Julie by Founds of Wayne, and it's, uh, it's just a masterpiece. Enjoy.
1: Working all day for a mean little man. With the clip on tight and a rub on tan He's got me running around the office like a dog around a track But when I get back home you're always there to rub my back Hey Julie, look what they're doing to me Trying to trip me up, trying to wear me down Julie, I swear it's so hard to bear it And I'd never make it through without you around No, I'd never make it through without you around On the phone, making pointless calls i got a desk full of paper That means nothing at all Sometimes I catch myself Staring into space Counting down the hours Till I get to see your face Hey Julie, look what they're doing to me Trying to trip me up Trying to wear me down I swear it's so hard to bear it And I'd never make it through without you around No, I'd never make it through without you around How did it come to be that you and I must be Far away from each other every day? Why must I spend my time filling up my mind With facts and figures that never add up anyway? He's got me running around the office like a turbo on a wheel. He can tell me what to do, but he can't tell me what to feel. Hey, Julie, look what they're doing to me, trying to trip me up, trying to wear me down. Julie, I swear it's so hard to bear it, and I'd never make it through without you around. No, I'd never make it through i was hey julie by
0: fountains of wayne and i just think that's one of the most perfect songs ever written it's it's simple it's to the point it's effortless like everything about that song feels so effortless and from a it seems to come from just such a place of love uh I just, I, I, I just think it's, I think it's perfect. There's <laughs> just not a darn thing I'd change about it. It's wonderful.
2: It's a super sweet song. It's really simple. There's not a ton going on, so it's not, you know, this wall of sound or whatever. Um, the lyrics are like really sweet, but at the same time, like, you know, you, you get the idea that he hates his job and he hates his boss and that dominates his life. And the only bright point in it is this girl named <laughs> Julie. Um, and it's so perfectly put together, right? Like the soup stain tie line, make me laugh, you know, made me laugh and, uh, you know, pile of papers that mean nothing. Like, I think we, one thing I could say about this is some of the songs that we've listened to so far, especially the ones that really hit home. I think they hit home is the explicitly, explicitly, (laughs) thank you, because we've all been there. We've all had that Mm -hmm. crap job. You know, we're just waiting, you know, waiting for a punch out so we can go do the thing that makes us happy, whether it's in this case, see uh, see this, this woman, you know, or just get up with friends and grab some drinks or something, you know, whatever it is. is, I think we've all been there. And that's, to me, that's one of the it factors I think that some bands have more over than others is you can sit there and go, yeah, I've definitely been there, at least for me. Like, I, as I said before, I'm, I'm very emotionally attached to a lot of music. Or just music in general, and I think that's one of the reasons why is because I can sit here and say, yeah, oh, I've I've definitely been there. I definitely feel what this guy is singing about. For yeah,
0: up. I, I feel I'm also very emotionally invested in music. I mean, geez, even just listening to this music today, I've been, you know, eyes closed, kind of tearing up from time to time, just being bouncing up and down in my chair. Like I just, I love this stuff. This this song is just musical perfection for me. It's it's so effortlessly fun and full of hope and you know it 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 sums up for me the feeling of like well this aspect of my life sucks but it's okay because i have this aspect of my life and that aspect is you and that's wonderful uh i I just think it's just a sweet sentiment and I, i love it to death but let us continue uh this is um so we, talked, we listened to Troubled Times earlier, and I never really made the connection between how different the uh, overall message of these two songs are. Um, this one is off of their uh, penultimate album, Traffic and Weather, and uh, this song is called Someone to Love. This was their first single off that one, so you may have heard this one before. Uh, I think it's a really, really catchy song, but it's kind of about uh, two people who clearly would uh be good for each other if they would if they were able to connect but they aren't um so it's got kind of a a sad undertone but it's a really it's a really catchy tune that's hard not to move to like it's got a really good beat to it so this is someone to love by fountains of wayne enjoy
1: Piero got his law degree He moved to Brooklyn from Schenectady 93, got some clients in the food industry He says it's not the money, it's the recipes He calls his mom, says he's doing fine She's got somebody on the other line Puts Coldplay on, pours a glass of wine up with a book about organized crime. When it's late, when it's late and it's hot, and it's hot, and, it's hot, and
0: love, <laughs> I, love I love that song man that song just gets me it's it's got such a good uh sense of energy to it, but it's like so tragic you got these two people who are clearly perfect together and they almost meet by one stealing a cab from the other and that's the end of the story like it's so uh it's so <laughs> innately tragic but um god so many so many parts of that song like kind of they just remind me of being alone and like uh how you know when an hour in a shower is the best that you've got you know that's 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 the best part that's the best thing you have for yourself right now is some extra time in the shower like uh so much of this song is um very effective um but it's also just a really really good driving song like that really uh high energy and uh fun to listen to even if it is ultimately kind of sad
2: yeah, there's almost like a disco-y beat to it. I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, me too. Um, very it, much. Sometimes sometimes I feel like it has no place in rock music and then it shows up and I'm like, this is exactly why it should be here. <laughs>
0: yep, when um, used properly, it's it's very effective.
2: Yeah, it's that chorus part that the Oh yeah. You know, it's it it's really good. So I think that lends itself to its driving energy. Um to your point and you know, to the emotional point of things, I, yeah, certainly I can remember you know those long lonely nights where you're <laughs> like, man, I just wish I had someone to hang out with. Doesn't even have to be a girl, just like <laughs> someone to hang out. With. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's those things. But I, I I like that they've done that. They have that one track where it's like two people who can't get their ish together. You know, maybe shouldn't be together. And then here's the converse, which is these two people that are. Perfect for each other, and they just can't seem to be in the same place at the same time it's It's just good storytelling, yeah you know yeah, good storytelling set to get set against really good music
0: yeah, I love this um lyrics aside, I just really love this tune i mean the 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 freaking chorus is oh yeah over and over again, like uh oh uh, uh, yeah oh, uh, uh. but it's so catchy <laughs> this was um yeah. the tour for this album was the one time i I saw Fountains of Wayne live i I really wanted to see them live way back in the day, uh, and I had to work that night, and I was going to call out, and then I didn't, and uh, my friends all went to go see Fountains of Wayne, and I stayed at work, and I was very sad, and I shouldn't have. I should have gone to go see Fountains of Wayne with my friends, because that would have been more important than staying at my job, but what are you going to do? This time, I did get to see them, and uh, I saw them play this song, and they were really, really good. I love this band, but that's awesome all right so we've got two songs left the next song is one i picked just for you matt because um i know you grew up in the new york area i know you know uh so for anyone who's not from this area uh the names chuck scarborough and sue simmons
3: (laughs) they were uh
0: pretty legendary news anchors and this song is a uh it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it is a theoretical... I'm not going to say anymore. I just want you to experience it. It is a theoretical exchange between Chuck Scarborough and Sue Simmons. And it's wonderful. <laughs> I also lived in New York around the time when this came out. And uh, I could not stop laughing at this song. It's freaking wonderful. <laughs> so this is Traffic and Weather by Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I'm not afraid of
2: that is such a funny song it's it's so fantastic so while while i'm listening to it i'm looking up pictures of chuck scarborough and sue simmons because i'm you know in my head i i think i have them in my head i haven't i haven't watched the news since i was like a teenager right let alone like that time of day television so i'm i'm looking at these and there's this great photo It's, it's great photo of like You know, them probably in their 20s or 30s is like a black and white headshot. And Chuck Scarborough is real serious, you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Sue Simmons is next to him, but it's her profile. And she's like kind of kissing his ear or something. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's there. It's right there. It's (laughs) happening. This wasn't fake. It was real. Um, What a fantastic song.
0: (laughs) I love the idea of just dropping. (laughs) I like those shorts. I've never seen them before. I'd like them even more laying on my bedroom floor.
2: Right, it's exactly. So funny. I love that. And I I I was uh, glancing around her Wikipedia real quick, Sue Simmons and uh you know, she got caught um <coughs> live on air cursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but reading what she said and why she said it and then in the context of the song, I'm like, ah, again, I, I don't think they're lying. I think it really happened, guys. <laughs> if not, you're making a strong case that it did, you know. <laughs> That was good. That was that was really good. I really really appreciated that. So thank you for You're that. You're
0: very welcome. I, I love that song. Uh, I mean, it's just a cool song to begin with, but like the 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 local air of uh, local network news, <laughs> it just brings it up a notch. Uh, I dig that song a lot. All right, so the last song we're going to listen to is is I guess musically a pretty similar song, which I kind of didn't want to do, but also I really wanted traffic and weather on there and uh i couldn't not put this song on here because this is probably one of karen's favorite songs my wife karen uh would probably kill me if i didn't include this song in the (laughs) list uh this is uh another uh very amusing song um which is uh well it's it's all in the name this song's called strap for cash uh so enjoy (laughs)
2: <laughs> I gotta say, actually, after listening to those two tracks back to back, I I really like kind of that direction. Yeah, I for think them. you'd
0: really like Traffic and Weather as a, as an album. I think of all the albums that they released, that's probably the one that I think you would like the most.
2: Well, that first one, uh, you know, with those those first singles, were uh, I like that styling too. You know, I, I feel like you know it's tough when a band evolves mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. you know i hate to say things like you would you had mentioned it before with you and your wife about nine inch nails right i'm a nine inch nails fan too and i have an interesting idea for an episode um but like i like a lot of the earlier stuff and i almost feel like that makes me feel real like uh hipsterish I like them really cool. no no i you know just the direction you know the artist gets older yeah. And you know all things happen and and influences and stuff and you know they move with it, right? Creating art is a very fluid thing and you know some people let it take them, let it takes them where it takes them and others want to stay, you know, no this this got me to the dance, I'm going to keep doing it. Um so that being said, I like that first stuff, like that the the first few tracks that came off that first record and and then these last two tracks I uh, I definitely dig too. It's there's a great sound to it. Um it reminds me a lot of like kind of the the easier listening of the 80s. Uh there's a couple bands that come to mind, but of course now I can't think of their names. Like um who did uh money for nothing? Dire Straits. Dire Straits. Thank you. They, there's a there's a very definite Dire Straits vibe there and <laughs> like in a, in a great po- like the greatest possible yeah. way. Yeah. You know, I, I love Dire Straits. I think they were a great band. Um, and the, these two tracks were really, really good. Nice.
0: I'm really glad you liked them. I, I, I love those <laughs> songs too for, for different reasons, but they're both pretty funny. Uh, the whole just, you know, being strapped for cash and people coming after you for money is, uh, definitely something I can identify with.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and I want to say that too, um, lyrical content has been really great. Honestly, like, um. As you mentioned before, like they kind of write some simple tunes, and, and you know nothing wrong with that. And even the lyrical content's fairly simple, but it's so, um, like dense in the way that it can evoke the idea, like you know, six bodybuilders pull up in yeah, a pinto, yeah, that... you know, and now they're coming through my window, like <laughs> it's brilliant, you know, you I see it, right? I see like you know the slack ass. You know, hanging on the couch, just doing nothing. All of a sudden, these dudes just r- pile in through his window, and he's like, Oh, I gotta go, man. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's, I like that though. I like being, like, music itself is a journey, but I love that it can take it to the next level, like, in my head and, you know, paint that picture of, you know, the guy getting out of prison and be like, Hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm low. You know, you owe me. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, no, no, no I sent it. Checks in the mail. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I really appreciate that about this band. The the lyrical content uh, definitely makes for good storytelling, and um, yeah, I, I I like I dig it. I dig it a lot.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, I hate to end it there, but that is those are my ten yeah. tracks. And um, I, I pulled a, I pulled a bit of a cheat, kind of doing the old uh, uh, in the intro and outro. They have one more album that we haven't hit any music off of besides the song from the intro, the Summer Place. Uh, and the last bonus track that are going to play you out on is called cemetery guns, uh, which is a, uh, it's the last song off their last album. And it's a, it's kind of a sad tune. Um, but I think it makes a really good ending. It's a, it's a really nice last track for, for an album. Um, which is why I wanted to pick, put it there. I just didn't want anyone to think that their last album, "Sky Full of Holes," was somehow lesser than the rest of their work because I didn't include it today. It is absolutely not. "Sky Full of Holes" is is a freaking wonderful album. It's it is so very good. It just it does a lot of things that their previous albums also did, and that as far as showing a representation of a band, I felt that showing. I felt those other tracks did those specific kinds of tunes a little bit more justice, I guess, in an individual sense. But if you're going to listen to this band, don't skip their last album. Skyfall Holes is is wonderful and arguably some of their best work overall. Um, so yeah, that's that's Fountains of Wayne, and that is our show. Uh, join us next time uh, for Matt's first pick. Matt, what are we going to be listening to next month?
2: So, uh, when you and I talked about doing the show, uh, you had said, I want to do Fountains of Wayne, which we've done. And by the way, I am a Fountains of Wayne fan. Yay! Um, oh, I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that I can sit back and go, yeah, I was a very, uh, you know, musically closed-minded, uh, angsty teenager, and now I am not that person. So, that being said, we're going to revisit that closed-minded, angsty teenager, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you had said Fountains of Wayne pretty much represents you, right? Like it's the uh, if I
0: could distill my musical tastes into one band, Fountains of Wayne is probably the best representation of it.
2: And that was so eloquently put. I thought I'd steal it. <laughs> and so if I could distill my musical tastes into one band, because this band encompasses, I think you know, my love for electronic, my love for uh, sampling, my love for you know, ugly metal and, you know, crazy visuals and stuff. This is it. So, uh, next time and rightfully so just in time for Halloween, we're going to be listening to white zombie.
0: Woohoo! Yep. This is a band that I actually do have some familiarity with. A friend of mine in high school was a big white zombie fan. And we listened to, a we listened to some of this band's music together. So I'm very, very curious to hear what the rest of their catalog sounds like and, and what tracks you're going to pick. So
2: awesome. Oh so <laughs> my, <laughs>
0: outstanding well uh thanks everybody for listening this uh this meant a lot to me and i'm i'm glad it was so much fun so, we here at Turning Tracks are incredibly grateful that everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. And we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geekade Discord channel, in which we have a Turning Tracks chat, or at least we hope to, dis- uh, hope to soon, to discuss all manner of stuff relating to music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, please check out all of our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Turning Tracks and other Geekade podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page these page uh, there patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule get early access to most of geekade's shows including this one and more and if you've enjoyed our podcasts over the years please follow the link in the description and give it a look we really appreciate it and finally as always be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com like i said before we're going to leave you with a song called cemetery guns it is the final track from fountains of Wayne's final album uh it is sort of a sad song but it's beautiful in its own way and uh it also once again shows how good these folks could be at writing lyrics thanks again for joining us everybody and we'll see you next time
1: The overpass And puddles in the Older path P.O.